that you really are God. You just got to learn to tap into the God force. I mean, because it just feeds right into the very heart of our rebellion, that I can be God. I don't have to listen to anybody else. I make the rules. The world is going to love that message. It always has. Verse 16, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. Interesting. Somebody's going to try to kill the Antichrist, right? What's going to happen? His right arm is going to be what? Paralyzed, withered. He's going to have his right eye blinded. Could it be that people take the mark on their hands and forehead to identify with their leader? Could be. Verse 17, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So it's not just the mark, it's also the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, uh, in the ancient world, this was nothing new. People would oftentimes, very much so, uh, tattoo themselves or brand themselves uh, in allegiance to an individual. If you were a slave, you had no choice. They would brand you, you know, with the mark of your owner. Also, um, soldiers would often brand themselves uh, in uh, allegiance with Caesar to show that they were Caesar's men, you know. And many, often, many times uh, followers of various religious cults would uh, brand or tattoo themselves with the image of their god or goddess. This is nothing new. Uh, in the ancient world. Now, in chapter 7, remember how God sealed his servants, 144,000, right? He sealed them with a mark on their forehead, right? He did that to preserve them from his wrath that he was going to pour out upon the earth dwellers, the Christ rejectors. Here, the Antichrist, or excuse me, the false prophet, marks the unsaved to preserve them from the Antichrist's wrath against the people of God. See how Satan is kind of mocking or mimicking. Of course, the mark is going to signify that the person bearing it is a worshiper and a loyal follower of the Antichrist, in much the same way that the Roman emperor is demanded or and required once a year that every person in the empire bow before a bust of Caesar, put a pinch of incense in the flame, and swear allegiance to Caesar as Lord. If you did that, then they didn't care who, who other gods you worshipped. Of course, the Christians only acknowledged Jesus as Lord. But by not worshiping Caesar as Lord, they were marked for execution. Just like those during that time who refused to worship Antichrist as Lord are going to be marked for execution. I like what one author said, and I quote, Beside the constant threat of death, refusing to take the mark of the beast will have dire practical consequences in daily living. No one will be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark. Antichrist's empire will maintain strict economic control over the entire world. Food, clothing, medical supplies, and other necessities of life potentially in demand in the devastated earth. Don't forget now, you're coming through a period of earthquakes and famines and various other things. Food, medicine, and other things are in short supply. And yet nobody can get their hands on these things uh, once the Antichrist issues the mark, and the false prophet, of course. These things will be unattainable for those without the mark. Currency will probably vanish to be replaced by controlled credit. Instead of a credit card, which can be lost, people will have a mark in their forehead or hand. Scanning people's foreheads or hands would identify them to a central computer system, end quote. Well, that's, you know, we can see how that works right now. 
I mean, modern technology has made this totally possible. You know, years ago, we used to talk about, when I first got saved in the early 80s, how this was going to look. And books came out with, you know, the barcodes, because back then the barcodes had just come out, you know, and food items, and they would just scan the barcode. And so I saw a book, you know, with a person's face on it with a barcode in their forehead. And I'm thinking, man, that's ugly. I mean, is that what's going to walk? We're going to walk, people are going to walk around with the barcodes in their heads? Well, you know, 20 some years later, we realize now they've gone beyond that. They have developed small microchips the size of a grain of rice. And they can put that under your skin. They do it now with animals. In fact, some people have actually um, signed up to get one of these things put inside of them because it also has GPS capabilities. So if you, if you mark your kids with this and they wander off and get lost, or if somebody takes one of them, they, they, they can punch in the number, you know, and they can find exactly where that child is. Hey, so if you're not a believer, that sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? They use it to mark precious objects like art and things like that. If anyone steals it, they know exactly where it is. It's not really a bad system, but it's going to fall into some evil hands. But they have it now. They can put all your information on a microchip the size of a grain of rice, stick it in your forehead or in your right hand, and, you know, you're tagged for life. And they're going to know where you are at any given moment. There's nowhere to run. Of course, you're not going to want to run because if you've taken this little mark, you are totally loyal to the Antichrist. In fact, I thought this was interesting. Some think that this could be some kind of electronic linking device which will link people together with the Antichrist and it would make uh, the people that take it one with him in the sense that they would become a part of his collective consciousness and once they enter into this and they have this mark or uh, this chip placed inside their body it's going to sever their free will there, there's no chance no hope of a person who takes this little device whatever it might be, of ever going to heaven. You say, well, that's kind of weird. We know that's true because Revelation 14, verses 9 and 10 tell us, anyone who takes the mark is going to be cast into hell. Now look, I've heard testimonies from people who have murdered people and have gotten saved. God can forgive murder. He can't forget putting a little chip under your skin. I don't get that. Well, maybe it's not that God can't forgive you. Maybe it's that you don't have a free will anymore to ask for forgiveness. That this thing will somehow, you know, and the technology keeps evolving. By the time the Antichrist shows up and people are given this, and I think it's probably going to be a microchip, will it have the ability not only to track you no matter where you are on the face of the earth, but will it have the ability to somehow send a, some kind of electronic pulse into your brain to block out that part of your brain where your free will is? Located? I don't know. Something interesting to think about. As far as living under this kind of a totalitarian regime, and don't forget now, if you're following the Antichrist, you've got no problems. If you're a believer during this time, you've got big problems. And I'm convinced, of course, many believers are going to flee to the wilderness. They're going to try to live off the land. But I was, as I was doing this study, I came across a little testimony from a man who had lived under Bulgaria's communist regime. Listen to what he said and think that, you know, as you read, listen to this, you can see how the Antichrist is going to affect the whole world at one point. 
He said, you cannot understand and you cannot know that the most terrible instrument of persecution ever devised is an innocent little ration card. You cannot buy and you cannot sell except according to that little innocent card. If they please, they can starve you to death. And if they please, you can, you can be dispossessed of everything you own. For you cannot trade and you cannot buy and you cannot sell without permission, without that little card. Now, that's already happened, folks. That's already happened in, in this world. And you can see it happening all over again through the Antichrist. All right, well, let's finish up. Verse 18. And here we go, right? Verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Now, people that don't know anything about the Bible know about 666. And I don't think there's any other portion of Revelation that has so intrigued people for so many centuries than this little verse right here. I mean, people have speculated about this for centuries. Of course, many believe, and I think that they're probably accurate, that the whole thing is based on what's called gametria. Uh, gametria is, uh, is the, um, the use of um, letters to represent numbers. Uh, we know that in Greek, uh, in Hebrew, uh, in Latin, uh, there might be some other languages, but those three for sure, uh, they don't have numbers. They use letters for numbers. You, you've all seen the Roman numerals, right? The Latin, you know, that represent numbers. Um, so it's, you know, people have said, all right, well, uh, let's take this person's name, and if it's in Greek, it's easy, or if it's in Latin or whatever. Uh, if it's in English, you just have to take the letters, and you know there are corresponding letters in the Greek and so on, and you have to figure out what the letters. So Phil, you'd have to take the letters in English and, and transliterate them into Greek and then add up the number equivalent, right? So people have done this. Well, the problem is, you know, if you try hard enough, almost anybody's name equals 666. I mean, you know, it gets a little crazy, you know? I mean, uh, people say, you know, uh, this person's the Antichrist. How do you know that? Well, you take his age, divided by his shirt size, uh, times his age, and that's it, man. It's 666. You know, it gets a little nutty. I mean, you know, people have come up with all kinds of people that are the Antichrist based on some tortured mathematics. Um, but, you know, Nero has been called the Antichrist. His name is 666, Caligula, Domitian, Napoleon, Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin. I mean, it's quite a list. Here's the problem. The Antichrist has not yet revealed him. He might be alive right now. He might not be. But he is, if he is alive, he has not revealed himself. And the scripture here is telling us that the generation that when this man finally shows up, and he's not going to show up, I don't think, as the Antichrist day one. He's going to show up as an individual that is going to slowly work into this, I think. I think he might be around today as some world leader. And if God said, oh, he's over there, we would say, him? Wow. You know, we, somebody that we know, right? But the idea is we're not going to be able to figure out who this guy is until he shows up. So any speculation about, you know, first of all, the Antichrist is future. To, to go back and say Nero or Caligula, those were in the past. When you were living in the days of Nero, I could see how the Christians could have thought this guy's the Antichrist, and they did. 
They thought Mussolini in World War II was the false prophet and Hitler was the Antichrist. But one of the church fathers, Irenaeus, he cautioned against speculating about the identity of this person associated with this number until the, this person arrives on the scene. So we just waste our time is what I'm saying, you know? We just waste our time trying to figure out who this person is. I like what Daniel said in Daniel 12, verse 10. About this time, many shall be purified, made white, and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. In other words, this guy is going to fool the wicked, but he's not going to fool the believers because they're going to have wisdom from the Holy Spirit to know, hey, let's check this guy's name. Yeah, this guy's name is six, adds up to 666, and he's acting like the Antichrist. You know, I've never thought about, I don't know why I've never thought about this, but Henry Morris in his commentary on Revelation said something that I thought, wow, I never thought about that. Let me read it to you. He said, the concluding verse of this amazing chapter of Revelation is most intriguing. It is as though John were posing a puzzle, a challenge that would help people determine the identity of the beast. Once the tribulation begins, however, there will be no question as to, the, as to his identity since uh, it is he who will make a seven-year covenant with Israel. I thought, yeah, duh, yeah. So obviously, this is not something that people need to rely on after the covenant is signed with Israel. Everyone's going to know as a believer, this is the Antichrist. Of course, we're hoping we're out of here. And those that are left who become believers, they will know that this guy's the Antichrist based on, you know, Daniel 9. So it can't really be for them, this little puzzle. It's got to be for Christians before the rapture. Morris goes on to say, Therefore, John evidently intended this clue for his initial readers in the seven churches of Asia, and therefore for all other believers before the church is raptured prior to the beginning of the tribulation period. All of this suggests that whenever a a particularly popular leader begins to figure prominently in world affairs, especially if, he's, if he is anti-Christian in his thinking and counsel, Christians would be well advised. To, and I, he's talking about church Christians now who are on the earth before the rapture, of course. He's talking about us figuring this out. Christians would be well advised to count the number of his name. Then if that number turns out to be 666, they should be extremely careful not to be influenced by him and try to warn others uh, of his possible satanic associations, end quote. So even before the rapture of the church, I think God is, John is trying to tell us, look, Christians, you still have some unfinished business here. And we read Revelation as if it's all about another generation another group of people we're out of here well yeah we are going to be out of here for you know most all of it but before the rapture john tells us i'm telling you guys to keep an eye out for somebody whose name is going to add up to 666 who's going to have the attributes of the leaders that i've you know told you about so that you can begin to tell people even before the church is taken out of here this guy is you know he's evil this guy fits the criteria of the Antichrist. All right, done with that. Let me just take the last few minutes to talk about the one world government. Next week or the week after, I'd like to talk about 
the one world religion. I think you'll find that interesting. Uh, I hope you find this interesting. When we talk about, or when people hear the Bible talk about a one world government, many people scoff at that. They have for a long time. They say things like, that'll never happen, you guys are crazy, you know, you're thinking that the world is, I mean, every nation is going to come together in a one world government that's nuts, you guys are out to lunch, and so on. Well, you know, I've been gathering just some articles lately, this, and you can find hundreds of articles on the, on the web that have been written over the years, especially lately. I'm going to read you just portions of a few. Uh, one that appeared just a few weeks ago titled, Will Secret Clubs Pick the Next President? The uh, Council on Foreign Relations, Bilderbergers, Trilateral Commission Insiders usually run for and win White House, uh, a new book says. It started in 1952. Nearly every person elected as president of the United States since then, and nearly every opponent has belonged to a secretive, globalism-oriented organization known as the Council on Foreign Relations. Some presidents and their challengers have belonged to additional clubs of internationalists, the Bilderberg, uh, the Bilderberg Group and the Trilateral Commission. Running mates, too more often than not, have had ties to the groups. That the groups exert enormous influence on public policy is indisputable. What is disputed is whether such groups are, as adherents and members argue, just discussion forums for movers and shakers, or, as critics have long alleged, secret societies shaping a new world order from behind the scenes. On that last point, at least, no one can challenge the critics. All these groups operate in considerable secrecy away from the scrutiny of the American public. Now, there's a num number of books that have come out lately. This article happened to be built around uh, one of those books by Daniel Estillan uh, called The True Story of the Bilderberg Group. The article says David Rockefeller, whose family financed the Council of on Foreign Relations, is a common denominator among these parallel groups, writes Estillan. Not only is he the Council on Foreign Relations Chairman Emeritus, but he also continues to provide financial and personal support to the Trilateral Commission, the CFR, and the Bilderberg Group. What is the agenda behind these groups, which are com comprised of self-interested elitists protecting their own wealth and the investments of multinational banks and corporations in the growing world economy at the expense of developing nations and third world countries. Well, he says the policies they develop benefit them as well as move us toward a one world government. Those questioning Estulin's conclusions as mere speculation, not, not everybody agrees that this is even true. A lot of people think it's just another conspiracy theory. But the evidence is mounting. More and more, it's getting hard to deny something is going on. But those questioning Estelin's conclusions as mere speculation need only recall organizational finance, financier David Rockefeller's own words as recorded in his memoirs. These folks are getting kind of bold. They're printing books about what their plans are. Rockefeller said in his own memoirs, and I quote him, some even believe that we are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States, characterizing my family and me as internationalists and conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure, a one world government. If that's the charge, I stand guilty and am proud of it, end quote. So this guy's pretty bold. Yeah, we're doing it. 
So what? What are you going to do about it? Kind of thing. It's in your face. January 16th of this year, article entitled Seven Year Plan Aligns U.S. with, the, uh, with Europe's Economy says six U.S. senators and 49 House, mem uh, House members are advisors for a group working toward a transatlantic common market between the U.S. and Euro the European Union by 2015. The plan currently being implemented by the Bush administration with the formation of the Transatlantic Economic Council formed April of 07 appears to be following a plan written in 1939 by a world government advocate who sought to create a transatlantic union as an international governing body. An economist from the World Bank has argued in print that the formation of the transatlantic common market is designed to follow the blueprint of Jean Monnet, a key intellectual architect of the European Union. Recognizing that economic integration must inevitably lead to political integration. You've been listening to Day by Day, the verse-by-verse -verse Bible teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel in Elk Grove Village, Illinois, with Pastor Phil Ballmeyer. Today's message, as well as many other studies, can be heard and downloaded free of charge from our website at daybydayradio.org. From our website, you can contact us, order resources, read Pastor Phil's blog, and also subscribe to our daily podcast. We hope you'll pay us a visit. And remember to join us for Day by Day, Monday through Friday, here on this station. Thanks again for listening, and please join us again next time as we continue to study God's Word. Until then, may the Lord richly bless you and guide your steps as you walk with Him day by day. He said,